gun Ramos looking like he's got one more good run Sips a little shaky But his heart is still true Oh how that dog loves hunting with me and you Sporting dog adventures run The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers. Remember, everyone deserves a soggy dog. Hey, welcome to Dog Talk Live number 82. We are here at Soggy Acres Retrievers and Scarlett is also here with me and trying to get attention. I hope everyone's having a good week. Uh, we're halfway into August and hunting season is almost here. I hope everyone's fired up. I am so excited. Um, we actually have been super busy uh, this last week. We are buying a uh, second piece of hunting property. So it's going to be uh, very cool to have um, that piece. It's going to be uh, good for waterfall, great for waterfall, and uh, good for deer. So it's uh, getting the deal done. And getting over there and getting it so it's huntable this year, but that has taken up most of my time along with training the dogs. As far as training, it's almost time for basically finishing school where I am working with the dogs on uh, finishing the retrieves, a uh, lot of bird work, and uh, the dogs that are a little farther along working with them on double retrieves. So it's it's been a fun time. Scarlett brought me a toy. She wants everyone to see her pet fox. Say hi. Memphis is actually having her litter of puppies today. So she is not in the house. She won't be in the house for, oh, probably about five weeks. And uh, she is having her litters. She is very big. Hopefully she has a big, healthy litter. And uh, I will be heading out there to check on her. I check about every half hour. Um, so I figured I'd do Dog Talk Live and then turn around and run back out and make sure that Memphis is okay. Scarlett is very excited to uh, have dog talk live as she is basically thinking that it is like playtime so it's very fun uh, we are going to have two more black litters uh, bred we had one bred yesterday one will be bred tomorrow and then uh, we've got a yellow litter due and we've got one more yellow litter yet to breed this year that i believe we are going to have room in so if there's someone that is interested uh, send me an email sportingdogtv at gmail.com and we can try to give you the information on that Ah, oh boy. So, again, as we are here on Dog Talk Live, now the rules are, we talk about dogs, uh, we ask you to please let us know where you're from, uh, and also let us know what questions you have. Dog Talk Lives are only as good as the questions we get, and not all of the uh, uh, Dog Talk Live can be about Scarlett and her toy, which she would love it to be that way, as you can see the snout and the toy uh, being pushed up, but it is just not going to happen. So we've got Braden checking in from South Dakota. Braden, I hope you get your dog ready for hunting. It's getting close. Actually, you guys are probably open for goose already. Uh, Rich is checking in from Nebraska. Paul from Montana. We've got Charlie from Maryland. And Alexander from Brazil. Welcome, Brazil. Uh, if you guys have not uh, find our, uh, <coughs> have not listened to our uh, podcast, uh, listen to... Uh, the podcast on the Anchor app, Spotify, and actually I got an email two days ago. We are now up on iTunes as well as Pocket Casts. 
is, is, is uh, about 4% of our traffic. We put our Dog Talk Lives up there. We also do at least one or two separate podcasts for the week. They're all dog-related. Uh, when it's a podcast and we are looking at uh, being a podcast only, what I try to do is have a main topic and then have a training tip and a hunting tip. So kind of break it up and give you some different stuff. The podcasts are neat. Uh, I, I personally like to have my podcasts at uh, about 25 minutes when I listen to them, so that's what we're keeping them. Uh, they're staying around 20 to 25 minutes. And again, trying to put out multiple every week. I think as we get uh, training dogs going home, uh, we'll have more on. Trying to do the podcast basically with the time of year. So to give you an idea, we're talking training, we're talking uh, hunting prep. Once we get into hunting season, then it's going to be angled more at uh, hunting and your training tips. And that would be where we talk about our hunts, but also talk about handling and tips and different things that we saw so that it makes it so uh, it is with the time of year. Now, winter, boy, I don't know what we'll talk about winter. We'll probably uh, revel in our past hunts and uh, look at uh, planning for the future. We also discuss puppies and different things there. So it gives you a lot of good content and it's, uh, it's really a fun thing to do. Uh, so again, as you check in, please let us know what questions you have. Let us know where you are from. <coughs> we have quite a few people on today. So the more questions, the better. Um, Again, finishing up dogs the last two weeks uh, that I have dogs in, it uh, turns into all birds all the time, and it turns into uh, uh, just uh, kind of fine-tuning things. I don't like to tackle big projects with dogs when they're close to going home because you honestly can run into a lot of problems with that, uh, where you run into issues where if the dog would shut down, uh, then you got to fix them. So it's more of where they're at and then just fine-tuning it and giving them a little bit of pizzazz. Any suggestions on getting a lab ready to hunt a junior test? Rich, you are going to want to get your dog through your force fetch, your e-collar conditioning, your obedience, because you need your dog to be, uh, to be uh, obedient. Um, once you get to that, uh, you want to make sure you are doing uh, your single marks in water as well as land. You're going to want to make sure that you have your dog running at least up to 100 yards to maybe 125 yards on the land and uh, give them different transitions. If you can have a place where the dog can run across a road or if you got rows of hay, um, if you've got cover, you want it to be probably no more than knee high, if not shorter, because uh, that's realistic of what it's gonna run at. Uh, the one thing that I always tell people that is a great tip for running hunt tests, get a holding blind. Dogs are put in a holding blind as you're going up to uh, run your dog and they'll have as many as three to five holding blinds where they're staging uh, the dogs that, that will run next so that the, uh, the test can go quickly. You can't let your dog watch the test. There's been many a holding blinds that, been, that have been tore down by high drive dogs that are uh, very excited and have never seen a hunting blind and they've gotten to watch everything so they were trying to tear the blind down to see what is going on and then you have a handler that is incredibly nervous and freaking out and by the time you get to the line, you are at high stress the dog can feel the stress through you and they will be at high stress as well. So work with a holding blind, have your dog prepared and then enter them in the test. Uh, the last thing I tell people is if you're at a junior test and your dog doesn't handle, once you release that dog, don't worry about it. They're either going to go out and do the work or they're not. Um, if, if they uh, watch them, if they struggle on something, it gives you something else to work on in your training. But far too many people get stressed out about, especially junior and started hunting retriever uh, type tests, 
if you've got a dog that is young and they're they're doing good and they're they've been on birds and they're they're doing all their retrieves once they head out to do that uh to do that uh retrieve trust that they're going to do it don't yell and yell hunted up to them all the time just let them go and hopefully they'll make you happy uh the other thing would be work with ducks i've seen people that have issues uh when they're at a test and what will happen is they'll go out and their dog won't pick up the bird and they'll say geez i went through force fetch i don't know what it is uh ducks do not taste good or taste different to bird to, uh, to dogs but uh, upland birds are easier to get for people for training so people will use those and then they take the uh, dog to training and the first duck the dog has seen is at the hunt test so have it there uh, if you can also reuse ducks because they will so you have ducks that are maybe not pristine uh, so the dog is used to that as well and then you can work on your hold commands and make sure that they're not going to eat the bird and all that good stuff. You need your dog to <coughs> to uh, return the bird to hand. If it is AKC on a junior test, if it is a started test, they need to return to an area with the bird. So you want to make sure that they're doing a good job. What do I do if my lab will retrieve in the water and will not retrieve on land? Uh, Justin, have you done force fetch, which would be uh, working with the dog on their mouth control? Um, that would be the first thing I would work on. And then uh, it's not uncommon that you get where they will uh, retrieve in water if you've done force fetch, uh, but still struggle on land. A lot of that is just pressure, so you want to make things fun. But if you haven't done force fetch, you need to go back in your training and work on force fetch, uh, which is telling your dog to fetch, and they will fetch uh, anything that you tell them to fetch, whether it's a bird, a bumper, or a bowl. So that would be my suggestion there. Jesse, how long after mama dog has babies do you start exercising her again? Uh, Jesse, until the dog is weaned, I do not. Uh, and then after that, once they're weaned, um, I will let them uh, run around and have fun. But you want to make sure that they're not in heavy cover because they are saggy. So you either want to, uh, you want, first you want to make sure all of the milk is out so that they don't harm themselves. But then you want to get them something to protect the undercarriage because it can get very tore up when you're in briar patches, um, even long grass. Uh, so you want to be healthy for your dog uh, to uh, make sure that they're that. Uh, one thing you could do uh, that is, is an easy thing is take the dog for walks on a leash. And that gets you exercise as well. This time of year, we should all be exercising our dogs and we should be exercising ourselves. Uh, you should make sure you're in tip-top shape so you don't hurt anything while you're out with your dog enjoying it and the same for them. So if you give yourself some time to exercise with the dog, uh, walking on leash if it's just after a litter or uh, once they are uh, fully weaned and uh, their milk is dried up, uh, you can get them out. Just make sure that you are watching uh, their underbelly so that they are uh, not getting all tore up. So I hope that helps. All right, we have good questions so far. Keep them coming. Again, let us know where you're from. Let us know what questions you have. We love talking dogs with people. Uh, our dog talk lives, we try to keep them between 15 and 30 minutes. Generally, we're closer to 15. Today will probably be closer to 15 because I have a lot going on. Uh, but we try to make sure that uh, we answer all questions. If you have a question, you're watching this after the fact and it's no longer live, please put the question up as a comment. I always come back and check. Uh, so I'll come back and I will uh, check uh, to see if there are any questions. I'll answer them as a comment. If you want to send us a question for our uh, uh, for our podcast, uh, you can email me, sportingdogtv at gmail.com. 
We always use uh, fan questions if we get them. Um, I haven't been as good about getting those uh, getting those set up, but absolutely, it's uh, it's always fun to uh, to uh, uh, get people get people questions and get them on the show. Uh, Richmond, Illinois. No, I don't. I am not going to be there. I actually uh, don't run my dogs and hunt test, Jesse. I've got too many uh, other things going on on the weekend, so I put my dogs with A.G. Shaw. Um, A.G. I believe this weekend is going to Iowa. Uh, with our dogs, um, so a tank and uh, Ace will both be there. Um, so that would be a no as far as what I know. Uh, I know, I don't know if you're running the Grand, uh, both my dogs Ace and uh, Tank will be down at the Grand down in Kentucky. So, but yeah, unless it's a, a local show uh, or a local test, I don't, I don't uh, go to the tests, um, even when they're local. I'm usually so darn busy that I just don't have time. So again, let us know what questions we have uh, as he's at our test at Key City. Yes, yes, he will be there. Um, he will have both of our dogs there and he will uh, you'll get to see them. Uh, they're nice dogs. Tank is a uh, chocolate male. He's two, he's got his title. Uh, phenomenal dog, really pretty dog. Ace is, uh, he passed the grand already um, last year in the fall. And he is doing phenomenal, and uh, he's got his master titles, finish title, so he's qualified all age as well. So he's really, really a talented dog. I think Tank has as much talent. Um, he's just a little bit younger, so hopefully they both do well at the Grand. But yeah, AG will be there. I don't know when he's heading down there, but uh, he should be there. Ah, Plover, Wisconsin. We got Otto. Is it better to train with field decoys or both water and field? Um, Otto, what I do, when I am going to introduce dogs to uh, decoys, I actually use my uh, water decoys uh, in the grass so they've seen it. And then I take them uh, and throw the water decoys out into the, uh, into, the blunt, into the water. So I use both water decoys. You can do both if you have them. Uh, field decoys are fine, um, but you want to work with your, your dog on decoys on land first so that it's not the first time they've seen them and then put them in water second. Um, when you're doing your training, always think of your training when you're working on something that can be done in land or water, we always do things on land first because that's where we have control and we can fix things and we can, uh, if the dog gets uh, weirded out by stuff, we can make sure that, uh, that they have uh, uh, the ability to, uh, uh, we have the ability to uh, console them. So again, always on land first, then on water. But yeah, as far as decoys, absolutely. You can use it, uh, you can use it, um, uh, use your uh, water decoys on land. Daryl, is it common for a dog to be terrified of thunderstorms but doesn't even flinch with gunfire? Daryl, yes, I've had a couple of dogs that have been uh, uh, scared of thunderstorms and were phenomenal hunting dogs. I think I, I think part of it is you've got more booms going on. I think part of it is the rumble. Um, it's not like uh, guns make your whole house shake. So uh, at least at least not the kind of guns we use for duck hunting that are legal. Uh, but uh, I think. Uh, has a lot more to do with the uh, severity, the the distance, and the fact that you get vibration in the house. Not sure on that, but I have absolutely had dogs that were scared of thunderstorms, but still would be great dogs out hunting. My dog uh, Lucy, uh, Lucy Bell, she was uh, my little girl. She's uh, she's hanging with Cole in heaven right now. Um, she was uh, a funny little dog, uh, about 50 pounds and she was petrified of thunderstorms. You would know a thunderstorm was coming because she would seek you out before you could even hear it and she would uh, lay with you. And you, she, it was just, you know, lay with you and want to be consoled. But she, she would still go out and hunt with the best of them. So, 
Uh, we are getting to the end of Dog Talk Live, so we're going to do a last call for questions. If you guys want questions, again, if you're watching this after the fact, please send me questions and I will uh, answer them uh, once we... Uh, well, once they're up as a comment, I'll come back and check. If you have a question you don't want to ask on here or you would like to have on the podcast, uh, you can email me, sportingdogtv at gmail.com. So it is, uh, it is summer. We are T-minus a few weeks until hunting season. I am fired up. I hope everyone else is. Get out, work with your dogs in obedience before the season, even if they're fully trained. Sharp them up. Get them so that they're, they're, they're uh, obedient. Get them so that you can maybe correct them with the collar a couple times so they remember and uh, get yourselves in shape. This is the time of year that is uh, the anticipation is just going to kill us all. So hopefully it'll be uh, hopefully it'll be uh, here soon. Rich, here's the million dollar question. Most most breeders charge a lot for puppies because both parents have titles, but not all the puppies are guaranteed to hunt. Correct? Uh, Rich, I guess it depends on the, the kennel you're buying for. There's never a guarantee in anything. Um, the better the pedigree, uh, the more ability that you have and the better chance that you have, absolutely. Um, we, uh, a lot of times when dogs will have issues, uh, it's, it's more on the trainer or the owner or just that particular dog. I have a couple that are a little more on the shy side right now. They'll do fine hunting. Um, but uh, it is something that when you are looking at buying a hunting dog, you want to make sure that you're giving yourself your best chances, and that is through a great pedigree, and that is going to be a more expensive dog. But again, most guys don't get to own as many dogs as I have, so you want to make sure that you have your uh, have yourself uh, give yourself the best opportunity. So I hope that answers it. But that's going to end it for Dog Talk Live today. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for... Uh, listening along and giving all the good questions and I hope you guys check back later again check out our podcast Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify we're on Anchor and about 10 other platforms, Uh, one is Pocket Casts uh, that uh, you can listen to us on, hope you guys have a great day, God bless Sporting Dog Adventures Run Boy Run Everything you need is here under the sun